Welcome to Hot Laps, brought to you by Heat Shield Products. Race testing. Hey, welcome back to Hot Laps. I'm here with Shane and uh, Patrick. Yo. Hey, hey, Shane. How are you, buddy? I'm good. I see you every day, but I'm so excited to see you. Oh, I'm so glad you're excited to see me. Well, that's good. And we got Patrick is in uh, Florida. What's so. up, Patrick? How is everybody doing today? Scattered scattered thunder shower Patrick. Yep, that's the way it is today here in free Florida. Oh, uh, yeah, thanks. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, we're behind, I guess we're behind enemy lines here in California. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll try to keep it on the down low, but me and my family are currently building a hot air balloon, and we're going to escape across the border in two weeks. <laughs> That's nice. Which border? Yeah. <laughs> California? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, California border. Oh, man. So I was I was pretty interested in a couple of things, and, you know, me, I like to look up kind of what's going on in the automotive world. Check it out. So the pandemic is... I don't know if it's quote unquote ended because I'm sure at some point there's going to be some news about why we should be back on lockdowns. I don't know, but check it out. Traffic deaths have soared since the pandemic ended, quote unquote ended. Oh, yeah, because everybody's back on the road. Well, it's interesting because it says that the contributing factors are people are taking extreme risks on the road and then. Maybe we should take away the cars. I got or put a mask on the cars. Well, so I heard that reported this morning. Actually, they were talking about it went up during the pandemic. So during 2020, like roadway fatalities and stuff went up. Yes, for thank you. Yes, motorcyclists, cars, bicyclists, and, oh, and wow. they're yeah they're attributing it to people were taking more risks on the empty roads than they normally would if there had been more traffic. Yeah, I, I guess you could see that. I H-A. mean, the freeways were so empty here, you could just get on and peg it. Yeah, you could. They, the other contributing factor is they're not wearing seatbelts. Which is mind-boggling. Yeah. That's okay. I mean, survival of the smartest or fittest. I guess. Or yeah, smartest, I mean, right? Darwinism factor. Yeah, yeah, it just, definitely. It's like weird to me that somebody would choose not to put a seatbelt on yeah well i mean they have a good point if they crash into water they might get trapped <laughs> if you're if, if you're like a world war ii vet that era yeah. around i get it yeah you know because they didn't have seatbelts in cars but yeah. anybody that was born like well Seventies and up. Yeah. Well, I don't know did I, we, we didn't wear them until yeah. about teen years maybe yeah when it was a law yeah and but he, we survived. Yeah, we did survive, but uh, cars were not as fast. Yeah. They were not as fast as they are now. And people are making doing stupid things. I saw a post on American, I think it was American High Performance or something like that, where they said, burnouts are cool, but those guys that go into intersections and just do donuts with people all around, oh, yeah. that's just stupid. Yeah. And I have to agree, but... yeah. You know, people on Instagram just get a little bit loose, and then somebody wants to get a little bit looser. And then wipeout time. And the next you know, they're crashing their Lamborghini into a pole. Yeah. Well, it's like all the people that crowd around when you see the, quote, street racing shows. Yeah. And you see all these people lined up right next to the street, and how often these cars get out of hand. And it's like, okay, there's a reason why when you go to a drag strip, the stands are set a decent amount back. Yeah. 
Well, did you guys see the video of it was um, I think it was Bristol and it was Bristol or another drag strip and during whatever race was going on, it wasn't HRA, it was something else. So they had one of the diesel trucks was on a chassis dyno running in front of the stands as part of like the between round spectacle, right? Mm-hmm. So the thing grenaded. Oh, I saw that video. Time. Like flames and, and everything. Yeah, and then it sent shrapnel. A piston and rod. It sent a piston and rod flying into the stands. Oh man! Dude. Did they get to keep it like at baseball? I would have hoped so. Did someone catch but it with their face? Hey, I got a phone call from Bulgaria. Answer it. I don't think I should. I think you should. All right. I'm... <laughs> Hello. 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 I'd like to talk about your vehicle's Hello. extended warranty. I didn't know the Social Security Administration was based in Bulgaria. Yes, they're going to arrest me. Yeah. Press one. Press one. Press one. Yes. Man, this, this, is, this is going south. This is going to be great. Hello? Hello? Thanks for calling Social Security Administration. How can I help you? Well, first of all, sir, I'd like to let you know you're on a recorded line. Okay. So we're recording you at the moment now. Um, how can I help you? Okay, can I use profanity on this recorded line? No, because it's going to go on the internet on a podcast. <laughs> okay, internet. So well, you have a YouTube channel? What's that? You're on. You have a YouTube channel? No, you're on a podcast right now. It's live. Oh, a podcast. Podcast. Yeah. All right. Can you just tell me the name of that podcast or your name so I can just, um, you know. Number one scammer. I, I couldn't understand you. It, it, the, the connection is very bad from Bulgaria. Amanda Hug and Kiss. Podcast. All right. Podcast. No. Yeah, the, the name is podcast. Can you just tell me? Yeah. P-O-D. You guys, right? can, your guys can smell. Yeah, good job. Yeah, we <laughs> we got to get going. So you enjoy you the day and uh, the sausage in Bulgaria. No, 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 no. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> so anyway, that's interesting. I mean, look, wow. so, sorry great. for taking <clears throat> that that rabbit hole, but uh, yeah, so. I thought that was super interesting that deaths were up, people were getting crazy. And you're right, Patrick. People, I just, sometimes I don't think that they're thinking the perfect example of this. They weren't spanked enough as a child. <laughs> is desert racing oh, or what, rally cars. With the way they are right there on the track almost while the car's flying by or yeah. the trophy truck's flying by. I just, Literally flying by. Yeah, or yeah. rally cars. Yeah. Like they go up. I mean, there's no really barriers. I just people. I think people are in the moment. And it's they just the challenge forget. for the audience and the spectators to see who can get the closest. That's a beaut. And survive. So yeah. So that's that. And uh, we're we're trying to keep this uh, short and sweet. So yeah. we're gonna move on. And Patrick's gonna Let's talk to us about the twin turbo version of the Godzilla. And for a Chevy guy, Patrick. I believe that you're in love with the Godzilla. So when you're ready, go ahead and drop that into your Tahoe. Yeah. 
that actually it's funny you mention that because I've been starting to do a little research and talk with some other people to see some comparisons and Patrick is a Chevy guy talking about a Ford doing a Godzilla install into a GM product because it has the potential so it's it's there but so rumor mill has it out and about that Ford is testing right now a turbo equipped version of the 7.3 liter Godzilla V8 the new pushrod V8 and the super duty trucks and all I can figure is they're looking at basically the whole EcoBoost concept, except now it'll be on steroids and cocaine. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, so, so in, in the, in the big heavy duty, you know, super duty series, they can put that thing in there with, with one or two turbos at cruise. It'll do fine. But then when you need that extra power to move a heavy load, the boost kicks in and it does just like what the EcoBoost series does in the F-150, except on a much bigger scale. And relative to the application, when it doesn't need the boost, it'll be running naturally aspirated and get decent mileage, again, relative to a big, heavy truck. So um, I I can see that's where they're going with that. I don't know if, I mean, we could all hope and dream that it would really eventually find its way into, say, a gas-powered Ford Lightning or, who knows, maybe the next version of the Ford GT, Mm -hmm. but... Like, size-wise, how is it compared to the Coyote? Because I know... The Coyote gets a little bit of rub because it's so wide, but... Yes, uh, so the Godzilla 7.3 is over five inches narrower okay. than the Coyote V8, and oh, it's the, over four inches shorter. The, v, the V's tighter, isn't it? No, they're both 90-degree V8s. Hmm. It's just that with the Coyote, when you add on the DOHC heads... Oh, the big heads, the yeah. heads go way out, and they're very tall. Yeah. Plus the timing chain system and everything else. It, you know, it grows. That's yeah. why they, they went with the single cam pushrod design, because it allows for a much more compact engine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, if you've seen the pictures of that thing inside a Fox Body, in Fox Body Mustangs, because there's a there's a couple moving around right now. Uh-huh. Shoehorn. in there just as nice as the Windsor versus like a coyote is you a lot of guys don't have to out the the shock towers yeah to make hmm. um our Paul Spinicki from Paul's high performance one of our dealers in Michigan we, we posted some photos and talked about it he had his s197 Mustang at the NMRA Bradenton race and they had yanked the mod motor out and they put a 73 Godzilla motor mm-hmm. in it, and there was so <laughs> much space in that engine compartment versus with the three the old three valve v8 and then later the coyote it's you i mean you instantly see where it, it why guys are liking it and the popularity is is climbing fast mm-hmm. that's a yeah it, it's i mean we've talked about it numerous times like horsepower you know when people are talking about a thousand horsepower now it's kind of like yeah that seems to be yeah what's getting, going on so just get started did ford know did ford say anything about horsepower coming out of a turbo 7.3 there's been nothing out that yet it's just it's just more that someone leaked out a bit you know through sources that hey we're, we're testing something like this right now so no numbers or anything mm. wow i mean that's... but the, the theory is yeah it's going to be for heavy duty trucks and who knows it could even eventually be a marine application too oh yeah to put that in my little 12 foot john boat yeah might sink it but mm-hmm. you'd be going fast mm-hmm all right, summer heat and vapor lock. I mean, I've experienced it mm-hmm. firsthand 
I before I had a fuel injected <coughs> car, I had Chevy Love. My gas blower vapor locks. Your gas blower. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. That can happen. <laughs> yeah. You know when you run it so so much, but yeah, it is a very common problem, and we've talked about it before that gas. It, it basically evaporates at a much lower heat now, where mm-hmm. it used to do at such a higher heat. Yeah. And <clears throat> I think really the, since we've talked about it, I really think that the important thing to remember for everyone is we have a solution for that that is not going to break the bank. And it's super easy to install. And we just did one on, on the video uh, with the Craig. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not sure if he was experiencing vapor lock issues, but it was pretty apparent that when he drove down here from Ramona, which is about 35 minutes away, mm-hmm. he drives hard. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't baby that truck. When he got here, we did a podcast. We came back. It had been about mm-hmm. an hour. That that fuel line was warm. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it wasn't. It was. It was still pretty hot to the touch. I wouldn't have sat there and had my hand on it. Yeah. Because it ran right over the front, and we fixed it in five minutes no oh, if that yeah i think the hardest thing was is that we were i don't know if it was smart or not but we had open flame next to a fuel line but mm. i did put a sharpie in there so mm. yeah i think fine. that that's probably an important deal but yeah uh yeah we did that knocked that out and that was with our hot rod sleeve but Shane, mm-hmm. but that brings me into a, a project update that i'd like to talk about which is the stealth sleeve mm-hmm and that is basically the lava tube. It's a basalt fiber with a hook and loop. Uh, I can't say the V word because mm-hmm. we could get jacked for that. Yeah. But uh, it closes, and you don't even have to take the line off. Yeah. So if you don't have a flathead screwdriver handy, but you got for your hose off, clamp, yeah. Yeah. So you, you can just put this right on there. You can hook it and loop it. And an update on that product. We had some very long lava tubes, and we've had multiple suggestions to come down to something smaller, mm-hmm. and we did. Yeah. So now we have a six-inch sleeve, an 18-inch sleeve, and a three-foot long sleeve. Mm-hmm. And if you really need a long sleeve, we have 10-foot. But mm-hmm. the six-inch ones should be hitting um, very soon. Mm-hmm. All of the quote-unquote paperwork although it's not really paperwork it's virtual now yeah. has all been submitted so you should see the six inch black stealth sleeve very shortly very shortly and i'll tell you what it's a game changer yeah because it works great and looks great it does look great yeah yeah so patrick well, you're chomping well, at the bit it, i was gonna say and it works a lot better than the um uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of the proper correct term for the, let's say, the backyard method of some clothes pins and tinfoil wrapped around a fuel line. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, and things like that. Look, the cost of so, the cost versus, you know, two clothes pins and some tinfoil. Yeah. And a tow truck when you're away the heck out and gone. Yeah, maybe it can help prolong your enjoyment. Yeah, for sure. On your yeah, well, uh, warm thing, summer I mean, day. And and you know, that stuff always happens. It, it's not going to happen like, oh, I just happen to be pulling into the convenience store where I can get some ice or, you know, yeah. whatever. No, it's I happening broke when down. you're right. stuck in a group of cars. Yeah. You're in the middle of nowhere with no cell signal, no yeah. less. 
or in the middle of an intersection making a left turn and you conk out. Right. <laughs> you know, and then on the top of that too is you had the problem where so you've got your metal lines with hot fuel, then you've got you know certain certain cars that have some some hard metal lines and also some rubber fuel line mixed in too. So yeah. then the heat's cooking that. Yeah. So it's um, and it's it's that time, and it's already proven to be the summer's pretty warm so far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't say that because you know, I'm coming across. And, the... and let's face it, with the proliferation of cell phone video and YouTube and everything else, no one wants to be on say like hot rod power tour or some other big cruise oh, and yeah. you're the one everybody's videoing because you're stuck because of vapor lock with the yeah. hood up. Yeah. That's no fun. Do you ever have vapor lock on the on my forerunner? Yeah. No. That's a very de- well designed vehicle. Yeah. Renko, Renko very much. <laughs> but uh yeah, so vapor lock, stealth sleeve Lava tube, mm-hmm. hot rod sleeve. Those are very, very, very easy solutions. Yeah. If you're looking for something super simple, the hook and loop closure, you just open it. It actually comes open. Yeah. You put it around your hose, mm-hmm. shut it, and call it a day. Yeah. Multiple lengths and multiple uh, diameters. And just <coughs> the, the, one, the biggest thing to remember is that we go by outer diameter. So yeah. The outer diameter of the hose is what you need to know if you're gonna. Yeah, because most of the sleep. yeah most of the hoses are measured by their inside diameter. So there's a couple of cheats. You want to talk about those cheats? Oh yeah, you can just get uh, some wrenches and just put them over the sides, some open-ended wrenches that'll help you measure. If you don't have a set of calipers. Yeah, and a lot of people may not. Calipers are the professional way. Yeah, just remember, like something may say it's quarter of an inch but when you actually measure the outside of the hose it it would actually take a half an inch so something to think about yeah yeah it's nice to have that maybe that quarter inch wrench the half inch wrench Mm -hmm. three eighths three quarter yeah if the wrench fits over it then you know the sleeve will fit over it yeah for sure Mm -hmm. but those are really easy things to uh to kind of mess with uh anything else on those sleeves, vapor lock, or anything to that? No, I think you ticked all the boxes. I checked them all. One, one thing so. people need to be aware of with vapor lock, too, is the fact that it's an even worse problem now because of the ethanol mixture in today's fuel and how they've changed the fuel blends. It's lowered the boiling point of the gasoline blends. So now it becomes even more susceptible to vapor lock because the mm-hmm. boiling point fuels lower now. Yeah. By like, I believe the research was like 20 degrees lower. So it's a lot lower than it used to be. Yeah. That's all the additives. Mm -hmm. All the junk. Yeah, just with the additives and and, and how they're blending everything for emissions now. Yeah. Should we go back to lead-based fuel? Yeah, we should. (laughs) Well, that had its own. Oh, you can just ethanol free it. I'll tell you what. Let's just go back to 99 cent gas like when we were kids. And 93 octane. What do you have? You have 93 octane out there, don't you? Patrick? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we only we've have... Got station, we've got stations where you can buy high-octane, no-lead gas, like yep. 103. Oh, uh, yeah, we only have... The highest we go here is 91. Well, you can get... I mean, if you're in on the outskirts near the desert, there's places that sell race fuel. Oh, yeah. There used to be a place in town here that sold 100-octane, uh, uh, a unical that was uh, over by the Holiday Wine Cellar. Oh, yeah. Then we've also, <laughs> we've also got a lot of stations that sell uh, non-ethanol... 
gas. They call it marine fuel. Oh yeah, that'd be great. And that's typically that's typically eighty nine ninety octane. Uh huh. All I know is that on my Badger Bug mm-hmm. or Baja Bug, mm-hmm. ten gallon tank, it costs ten bucks to fill it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we started driving. It was like a dollar a gallon. This is ridiculous. Yeah, tell us, <laughs> it's crazy. Tells everyone how old we are. <laughs> now I fill up my Super Duty long bed. Yeah. And it cost $98. Yep. I just filled up, yeah, yesterday, and it was uh, 80-something dollars. Do you have to you have to put high high, uh, high octane in there? High octane you, in there. Uh, you don't have to in that, in that vehicle, but uh, it does recommend high octane. It recommends super. Yeah, not requ- but it's not required. So good, they can read, they can detect the the ECUs can detect yeah, the, like the, what octane's running through the system, and then if it's lower octane than the the tune can handle, yeah, the computer automatically drop the tune down, reduce timing and other stuff to prevent detonation. Yeah, like, I've always I've always put super in mine. Why doesn't my Comet do that? I don't know. <laughs> uh, no knock sensor. <laughs> Because it has self-adjusting pistons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Bang. Bang, yeah, it self-adjusted <clears throat> itself. Uh, l- let's jump into a, a one tech question, then we'll get the heck out of here. Yeah. This is a good one. Uh, heat riff, this is, what products do you make for my car? And I think that... That was the question? Well, hang on. <laughs> hang okay. on. I'm okay. going to roll it into this because okay. I, I want, I'm going to have a point here. Uh-huh. And... This is actually his name is what products do you make for my car question mark? And then the message goes on to say heat reflecting material for my 1972 MGB GT. I am restoring Uh inside during summer. Uh The car is hotter than the shady side of the sun. I can attest to that because my dad has one of those. Yeah. And (laughs) So here's my point, and we, we get laughs out of it, but uh-huh. this is a common question. Mm-hmm. What products do you make for my car? And I think the most important thing to take away from this gentleman's uh, question is we make a lot of things. Yeah, we make a lot of things. It's and a very DIY. <clears throat> yeah, you, uh, so that, that particular car would benefit from the our stealth shield to put between the carpet and the floorboards. Absolutely. Um, you would also benefit from some sticky shield on the transmission tunnel and floorboards. Right. Um, and probably also benefit from either some exhaust wrap or heat shield armor on the exhaust. That particular car would probably be best with all that stuff on there. And this is out of experience from your dad's car. Yeah. I think that, you know, the takeaway... Mm-hmm. Is that if you're willing to put in some work into it, and if you're in his situation where you're restoring the car, so mm-hmm. more than likely, you know, you may have the body off or it's up on a jack, so yeah. or something like that. So the accessibility is easy. Mm-hmm. Take a look at our auto guide for heat shield products. It's right there on the website. Oh, yeah. You go under automotive, you drop down to where it says automotive. It's guide. color coded, isn't it? It is. Yeah. And it will show you exactly some of the things, good, better, best, that we recommend for a car. For, for key areas of your vehicle. The one thing about our products is, yes, we do have some components specific. We do have some parts specific. But for the most part, the stuff that we make that really, really, truly reduces heat on a, your exhaust pipes or radiates heat back 
is all DIY, and it is all very mm-hmm. easy for the most part, unless you're in a very crowded area, mm-hmm. um, that you could do on your own. Yeah. And that's the beauty of it. We have I mean, a ton. Of, yeah, we have a ton of videos on our YouTube channel that give you a lot of uh, installation tips and step-by-steps. Yeah, for sure. So the answer to that is we have several parts for your car but Mm -hmm. you know you'll have to manipulate it to you know the best yeah best for your budget best for you yeah best for your budget best best for for your your situation yeah yeah uh but yeah you you could definitely take the shady side of the sun Mm -hmm. heat from that mgb and and really Mm -hmm. just make it a lot more comfortable yeah for sure you know that's just uh an easy answer uh, to a question that we get all mm-hmm. the time. So, mm-hmm. one more loop around the horn. If there's anything uh, anybody else wants to put down, I did have a quick update on um, there. The chip situation is getting better, but I did notice that Ford released a statement on the 28th of May, saying that now they're struggling to get. Um, the hard tops done. The what? The hard tops. So the, there's a company outside of Ford that makes the hard top. What do you mean? It's called Webasto. What the hell's the hard top? Well, the, you know, it's like the old Broncos. Oh, did I? Oh, oh, you mean for the Broncos? Yeah. Oh, did okay. I, did yeah. I not say Bronco? I, no, I was like, what oh, car are you man. talking about? Yeah. I haven't finished my poppy. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, you guys are looking yeah, at me Mercedes like an idiot. Yeah, Mercedes 560. Yeah. So yeah, the, the Bronco, the new uh-huh. Bronco, the big delay. Um, is, is the hard top is the hard top oh, and it's coming from a company called webasto they were hit huge with covid uh-huh. and uh, that is really causing some some major uh, delays yeah, on the bronco but it looks like people are starting to get back online i know we made some heat shields for a paint mm-hmm. company mm-hmm. that said the mustangs were back online this last monday yeah so that's good and then um you know, hopefully did, we'll did see some see it, cars. It came out like last week, late last week, or it was the beginning of this week that, you know, Ford's been storing F-150s at the Kentucky Motor Speedway hmm. because they can't, because of the chip shortage. Oh, they, they're, they're just... making the trucks and they're storing them. Oh, they it's, have it's... had to store so many trucks now at Kentucky Motor Speedway. It can be seen from space. Damn, so they, they're complete. Holy smokes. They're complete, but no, uh, no ECM. Yeah, it's something right. to do with the chips and whatnot. So oh, I guess they wow. must just be towing them there and pushing uh-huh. them into, into spots. But they shot a picture. They can see it from the International Space Station uh-huh. when they shoot wow. pictures of Earth. And wow. you can see all the trucks filling up the Kentucky Motor Speedway. The, the inside can, and then all the parking lots around it, they're all F-150s waiting for computer chips. Can you imagine the dealers, how they're going to get flooded? They're gonna, Well, they're going to they're gonna enjoy it, but they're going to be able to get flooded with vehicles as soon as that those chips get uh done yeah, right because i mean that's the only that thing holding it up a sudden glut in the market but that's yeah. good for the consumer yeah i hope might, i hope so might make one of these sixty thousand trucks sixty thousand yeah. dollar trucks only forty thousand exactly that's what i'm hoping <laughs> i mean did you drive by the on the way out and there's a dually like 2016 oh, or used 17, one yeah used <clears throat> Right before Memorial Day, they wanted ninety four thousand yeah. dollars for it. Yeah, some type pant wearing hipster is gonna buy it. You know it. Probably for yeah. like they'll. I'll, I'll give you eighty nine thousand. Oh, you got it, guy. Yeah. Well, I noticed the other day well, it was like, down to eighty four grand. Behind it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Eighty four thousand dollars for a truck. Yeah, 
You could have bought it. You get a brand new one for that. Just wait. And go see the overflow lots up around the Victorville airport. Because, like, there's still a huge lot of Volkswagens from the whole Dieselgate thing that I think are still stored up there. Oh, no way. That might be worthy of a trip. We haven't yeah. been to the high desert in a while. Yeah. The last time we went to the high desert was right before SEMA. We were out looking for aliens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah. What it's was... real aliens, not the other aliens. Yeah. What, what yeah. was the... What was the... <laughs> yeah. uh, the ones from outer space. What was the podcast we listened to on the way out to get psyched for it? Uh, something from Art Bell. Art Bell, yeah. yeah. Art Bell. Rest in peace. Arthur. Yeah. Uh, that's all I got for today. Um, Shane, you got anything to say? Nah, I think that's it. It's nice. You know, you really spoke up today. It was mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. <laughs> Patrick, anything from Florida? Um, Just that we're continuing to enjoy life. Uh, the sun is warm. The beach is nice. The beer is cold. I'll see you in three days. Oh, that's great. Don't threaten me like that. Yeah. We'll have to try to figure something out midweek, see if I can't figure out how to get see a person. Yeah, 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 definitely. Figure out, like I said, if you guys could get free, I mean, again, the rental car situation, bring bring the family over to Bush Gardens. Uh, I wanted oh, to go yeah. to Gator World. Yeah, well, that's close to Orlando. You should go to that no matter what. I want to do the 60-foot, like, zip line above the Gators. Oh, yes. <laughs> you can't fall off. Yeah. You, you could do it. Lunchtime. It's, it's Oh, and to great. the social, uh, U.S. Social Security in Bulgaria, thank you for yeah. being on yeah. the podcast today. That was a good guest appearance. <laughs> I yeah. enjoyed it. Special guest. He seemed pretty pleasant, too. Yeah, he did. Usually they don't come across like that. I wonder if that was Brave Cheese uh, crate calling my phone. Nah. That was, <laughs> that was an international number. Uh, Am I going to get charged for that? No. Okay. All right, I'm out of here. Patrick is uh, taking a... Taking a barred uh, delivery. Yeah. What's coming in? All right, guys. Um, uh, that's our vending machine servicer. He's coming in to check everything for the weekend. Oh, so, yeah. All right. Get some peanuts in there. Yeah. Hey, thank you for listening. Uh, Shane, how can they get in touch with us? Uh, you can get in touch with us through our website, through our social media. You can give us a call. No, don't give us a call. <laughs> yeah, call us. I don't, I mean, I you can call up, Chris. I pick up the phone. His extension is 103. No, 101. Oh, okay. <laughs> 101, but we do have a tech line, and you know what? I'll tell you what. Uh, we answer it. Uh-huh. I get multiple comments on it. There's actually somebody on the other side of this line. I don't have to leave a message. Oh, yeah. The answer is no, because guess what? We like talking about heat protection. Yeah. yeah give us a call. We'll chat. Yeah, we, we're into it. Patrick, you're muted. Uh, so anyway, at the end of the day, um, if you want to get in touch with us, you can call us. Yeah. There's a... We have a tech line on the website, mm-hmm. contact on the mm-hmm. website. Check out our YouTube channel. Yeah, YouTube, Instagram. We have Facebook, I think, right? Yeah, we do yeah. have Facebook. Patrick's in charge of Facebook. Yeah, that's right. Patrick loves yeah, his Facebook. Contact us through social media, and we'll try to get questions answered or everything else. Yeah, you can be right. on our podcast. I think we've dragged this on long enough. Yeah. Have a great All day. Right. Have a great afternoon, Patrick, for you. And uh, we'll check you guys later. If you enjoyed this podcast, thinking about subscribing or listening to some of our older ones, uh, there's some good information in there. And Yeah, uh, check us out. There's some good comedy, too, good, if you like yeah, comedy. Good guests. The Ring Brothers, Michelle Abadi, mm-hmm. Brave Cheese, The Craig, mm-hmm. and we're out of here. All right. We'll see ya. From everyone at Heat Shield Products, we thank you for listening to Hot Laps. 
Leave that review, subscribe, tell a friend, and most of all, stay cool. We'll see you next time, right here on Hot Laps. Hot Laps.